back, everyone. We are Little Brown Women, and this is our podcast, Unplugged. Every fortnight, we talk candidly with our wondrous guests and with each other about a range of important and topical issues, often from the lens of identity, culture, and empowerment. In today's episode, Kay, Dami, and I explore the theme of accountability. Over the past year, we've done a lot of soul searching and personal development, and this was something that initially led us to set up Little Brown Women and create our podcast, Unplugged. Accountability is such an important concept and one that we've really grappled with through our work as business partners, but also in our external careers and our personal lives. In this conversation, we talk honestly about how we understand accountability as a concept, how we've struggled with it, and what we are and have been doing to implement this concept into our daily lives in order to actually build a life that we enjoy living. So without further ado, let's get talking. guys how are you doing oh my god wow what a great day so far guys what about you i know it's snowing i know it's snowing here it's so nice it? although i kind of wish it was um snowing in december we're, like, we're kind of having yeah. like a delayed delay christmas maybe that's oh, okay yeah that's fine at least it's here now <laughs> it's the 24th of jan it's basically like a delayed christmas <laughs> maybe it's um, a sign guys Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's a sign for how magical this episode is going to be. So we're talking about accountability today, guys, and it's an interesting subject. I know that we've spoken about it quite a bit over the past few months, and I know that it's something that we are all really focusing on. And I think it's been one of our 2021 goals for each of us. In terms of like how we understand accountability, you know, I guess I'll start, but I'm definitely going to ask you both how you understand it. But the dictionary definition of it is the fact of being responsible for what you do and able to give a satisfactory reason for it or the degree to which this happens. That's quite intense, isn't it? I think my own understanding of accountability is, I guess it's really in line with that. I've grown up with this notion of accountability, but it was always it was always kind of linked to education as opposed to everything else. So my parents have always being quite big on it with education and making sure I understood that whatever happened with grades, career, et cetera, it was always on me. That was probably my first understanding of how accountability played a part in my life. But I don't think it was really framed in that way with everything else. And there was always, I guess not always, but there was almost an element of guilt attached to it. And I feel like you guys will definitely agree with that because Where it comes to like grades and, you know, education, there's always that like niggling feeling of guilt if you haven't spent like hours and hours on revision or hours and hours on like trying to do an assignment really well. And as I've gotten older, especially now, I've realized that accountability is effective when it's framed positively and it's spread across, you know, your whole life, not just applied to one facet of it. And after 2020, I think I'm now in a place where I understand accountability as basically a concept where I hold myself accountable for things other than just my career. For example, in my relationship or what my lifestyle choices are. And that's the sweet spot. Accountability for me means that you're always checking in with yourself so that you are pretty much always putting yourself back on the path towards achieving the desired level of peace, joy, and success that you want. And I think we've touched on this before in some of our episodes, but you can't have success without self-maintenance. And I think a lot more people are tuned into that 
and they're more willing to listen to it. You know, they're more willing to listen to constructive criticism. And I know for one, when I was younger, I probably, I probably didn't understand the positive undertone that the concept of accountability could be, I guess, really helpful and constructive criticism could be really helpful in pushing me and developing me. I would be quite defensive as opposed to stepping back and really considering what someone had said to me. And I mean, even now, there have been times, especially with my fiance, where I might find it really difficult to accept constructive criticism. But now I try to look at it as an opportunity to check in with myself and reflect on how I'm thinking, how I'm acting and what I'm doing and whether it serves me. And like I said, it was always something that was easy for me to apply in education and then career. Like in my career, it's so easy for me to be accountable because I don't know, I guess I've just been like brought up that way, but it's everything else that I'm not. That's something that I'm really, really working on. And Dee, I know that we've spoken quite a bit on this and Kay and I know that you've been on a really conscious accountability journey over the past few months. What does it mean to you? The topic of accountability, I think, has multiple dimensions to it, in my opinion. We're all accountable for understanding ourselves and aspiring to be the better versions of ourselves. Mm. I mean, isn't that what we all want for ourselves? Every action we commit to, every thought and belief we have, that's that's on us. Mm. We're influenced by our surroundings and our experiences friends family but we as individuals are the ones who have a choice to what we believe in or act according to what we think is right that's on us that's accountability Mm. I think from the age of 20 onwards you know the transition between childhood to adulthood you know that's an enlightening experience and you know that decade between say probably from 20s onwards I feel that's when we start facing personal hardships And this is where we start to understand how we react and, you know, what actions we take to address those hardships. We all have a series of ups and downs. And Roxy, you often remind me of this wonderful analogy that you actually have recently come across. Your ECG, it's a series of peaks (laughs) and troughs. And that represents your heartbeat. But once that's a flat line, you're dead. And (laughs) this is what we should actively work away from. And we are all accountable for that. We're all born with an incredible mind. And sometimes I don't think we realize the potential it holds. It's important for us to recognize that that trough in your ECG, you know that you'll understand that your peak will come. It has to rise at some point, but it's always going to take an extra bit of rocket fuel to work against that gravity and pull you up from it. Mm. And that's the definition of human strength and power. And a lot of this stems from your soul, your spirit, your mind, and it's essential to keep up with self-maintenance. You know, truly understanding yourselves and building your awareness, no, no one else is going to understand what's going on inside you. So how the hell do you expect people to understand your thoughts and actions if you don't even know what's going on inside you? Following on from your thoughts, Roxy, you know, attaining a level of peace, joy, accomplishment that comes within you, you are accountable for that not your surroundings, not your friend's family, not because of your lifestyle and the funds that are in your bank. No, that's you. You can choose to be a follower or a leader of change and influence whatever you think is right, but that's your choice. Mm. And we all have to remember to follow our heart, live life on our own terms. Nobody can answer to that apart from you. 
know, life is so short and for me I think the worst regret anyone can have in life is the regret of following other people's opinions ideas preconceptions when really if you just followed your gut you'd be living a fruitful life and that that's what I'm doing that it's almost like a fear that I have of asking myself that question damn what if I went for it or what if I took on that risk because Mm. when you're hitting those late ages you really don't want to be having those questions in your mind and taking that to your grave you know yeah (laughs) so look guys I'm sorry that took a little dark turn (laughs) but um, (laughs) (laughs) but I just wanted to be real with you guys and I wanted to be real with all the listeners Mm. so Kay tell us what's your understanding of accountability what does it mean to you honestly Dee you're just listening to you then it's it was really inspiring it really came from the heart and you could tell that even though it did take a a, a little bit of a dark turn at the end but (laughs) who doesn't go into a tunnel first right (laughs) um but to give you my definition of accountability and to follow on from what you were saying Dee accountability is like an onion it's made up of many many layers and accountability for me is really owning something it's understanding what you do how you're doing it and that you understand the repercussions of it whether it be good or bad and some similar words that would help understand the layers of accountability are things like responsibility liability answerability obedience you know Mm, the list goes on but those all they all make up accountability to an extent for me similar to you both I've had it you know driven into me from a young age without realizing that it's a layer of accountability and that is to take responsibility for my actions in my work my life and my Mm. relationships my parents really tried to teach me that element of responsibility and getting a degree and creating a career so that I had a safety blanket for me but one part of well, other parts of the accountability they haven't taught me is obedience and when I say obedience it's being obedient to your mind and your body and understanding Mm. what you need because it's all good and well being accountable in your work and being accountable in your relationships and being accountable for everyone else and everything else but when you are not holding yourself accountable for yourself you're not being obedient to your mind. You're not allowing yourself to follow the simple compliance of what your mind and body needs in order to function. It's really taking that moment to hold yourself accountable to that. If you are finding yourself in a moment of, of, of darkness or you know anything that is affecting your peace, your contentment, your joy, that's because we are not being obedient to ourselves. Following on from that, guys, I think we've given our audience a really, really good understanding of what accountability means to us and how we've understood the meaning of accountability, to be honest. But what I did want to let our audience know is ways in which that we've struggled with accountability. For me, I will be absolutely honest. I really, really owe it to my friends and my husband, because whilst I'm very accountable in my work, and in my career and in my education, I'm not one of those people, I don't hold myself accountable for myself. And I haven't done for 
yeah, a long time. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where I really and truly didn't know what the meaning of accountability meant up until the point of realizing that I haven't been holding myself accountable. Over the years, my friends and my relationships have really pulled me out of self-destructive moments. Those who know me know how hard it is for me to be open about things. You know, I'm very much a person that will keep everything to herself until it's resolved. And then I'll share it with my friends. It's like, you know, you only share the good news. You never share the bad. And in, in simple terms, that may seem like not, not a big thing. You know, it's you know, why would you need to hold yourself accountable to that? But what you don't realize is when you're younger, the things that you're you're building up within yourself are very small, yes, but as you get older, the, the, the issues and the problems and the situations become bigger and they become something that you can't hold in and, you know, pretend, pretend like nothing is happening. It really does seep into other aspects of your life. My friends and my husband really taught me to, to hold myself accountable to that, to sit myself down and to understand that I, you know, I'm really lacking in being obedient to what I really need. And to be honest with you, absolutely honest with you, it's down to not knowing how to, not knowing that that is something that I have to be accountable for. You know, for me, now that I know this, this is something that I will pass on to my children and that I constantly teach my husband. And, you know, those those around me that are not aware of being accountable to themselves, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm opening up to. But for me, it's a matter of being educated on how to be fulfilled in, in order to fulfill my goals, ambitions and those around me. I massively miss the mark of looking after my mental health. And, you know, in effect, it shows to my immediate circle. For me, since starting, since we started LBW, I have made it a personal goal to hold myself accountable for my mental and physical well-being. What about you, Roxy? What would you say you have struggled with? I. You know, okay, I, I really relate to you. Sometimes being accountable for yourself is something that is encouraged by the people around you first. And they almost give you that strength and that education, that schooling that often you know deep down, but you need someone to tell you. And sometimes it can start off with a bit of a fight or a bit of resistance. And then you really come around to it and you think, gosh, you know, what would I have done without that person who just wasn't even scared to come at me and just tell me the, the truth of it, you know, the matter Absolutely. of fact. And also, I just want to say, as a friend, I've seen a massive but extremely healthy difference in the way you deal with accountability, especially this month. It feels, it feels really joyful to see you as a friend take up her space, learn how to take responsibility for herself, her personal self, not anything to do with like her professional life. And just see you kind of enjoy prioritizing yourself because you've really learned and understood how much can serve you. So well done, like really well done to you. Thank and I think it's so important. Much, Thank you. No, it's, it's important. It's so important, you know, especially when you're really good friends with people, it's important to not only pull them up, but also say, listen, well done, because being accountable is not easy. It is not easy. And over the past five years, I have definitely gone through a massive growth journey, which I'm still on, you know, I'm very much still on. And the past few years have been littered with new experiences, starting a, a career, which I've worked so hard for, the loss of childhood friends, getting engaged, becoming a lot more self-aware, which has often been a really scary journey because all of a sudden you start to realize the things about yourself, which are great but also the things about yourself which require a lot of improvement. For me, accountability has always been something that I've struggled with personally as opposed to professionally, just like UK. 
on a professional level, I am the master of accountability. And that, again, as I said before, it was probably instilled at a really young age. That classic Asian mentality of ensuring the grades were in the bag, the career was in the bag and all that jazz. But what about accountability for anything else? Like, I, I honestly had no idea about being accountable for any other part of my life. And so going through everything I have since 2015, whilst in the moment where you have difficult situations, it can be, it can be, quite, it can be quite challenging, it can be quite emotional. In retrospect, it's been a real eye-opener that accountability for every part of your life is an absolute must to ensure that you're aligned with who you are and what you want. And okay, I think something that I've also struggled with, which you just touched on, is being accountable for my mental health and learning ways to process and deal with emotions and events healthily, as opposed to falling into the default of being consumed by the darkness. I'm a Cancerian. I love horoscopes. I know that's controversial, but Kay, I know that you love horoscopes too, so that's fine. But not so much for the fact that it might be telling me my future, but I do think there's a lot to be said about the traits and the characteristics of each horoscope. I can be very emotional and critical about myself. You know, that little voice inside of me, that inner critic, the self-sabotage. And sometimes it gets to the point of perfectionism. And if you mix that with the concept of accountability, it can get really dangerous. I was speaking to my really good friend and mentor the other day. Her name is Natalie Carter. She is phenomenal. And she's one quarter of the Black Women Working podcast, one that I would highly recommend alongside ours. And she spoke to me about her own journey and how social media, she, she basically realized how social media can really make you feel guilty about your progress. And she used a specific example of a meme which alluded to the fact that if you're sleeping, you're not working. And ultimately, that makes you a failure. And if you come at accountability like that, it just, it gives it this really negative meaning. It stunts your development and it stunts your evolution instead of like propelling it. Because accountability is a necessary and positive tool to keep you evolving in a way that serves you. And after talking to her, I basically just went through my Instagram account and deleted every account that had memes like that. Because it was just a thought, you know, it's something so small and you sometimes don't realize how much is subconsciously affecting you. The second thing that I struggle with to be accountable for is my diet and my lifestyle. And it's probably because of everything I've just said, you know, instead of being accountable in a healthy way and setting realistic goals and stages for me to work towards, I can often feel very defeated before I've even started. And then I never actually start because it feels too hard. It's just like a vicious circle, but the the circle never changes. It's just your mental response to it. And if anyone listening has had trouble with this, one thing I've learned, and I hope helps you, is that being accountable only means answering to yourself and no one else. And it's really important to remember that when trying to implement accountability into your life, because one, it removes the distraction of what other people are doing and what other people are thinking. Two, it reminds you that accountability is actually a really holistic concept and way of making sure that you're doing things and thinking things that are serving you as opposed to, you know, gratifying somebody else. And three, if you can get good at being firm with yourself, but also praising yourself, then you're doubling up on your accountability journey with that equally important journey of self-love. If you have self-love, Being accountable is extremely easy because you want to be accountable because it's going to help you constantly develop and be happy. That was um, quite a lot there. But those, those would be my reflections on what 
what I've really understood accountability to be through the challenges I've faced. And, you know, Dee, I know that you've had quite a similar but also different journey to both Kay and I, especially in the past year. It'd be really good to know what ways you struggle with accountability. Wow. First of all, Kay, Roxy, I am incredibly proud of you two. It's actually quite emotional, guys. Like to see you two grow into these two wonderful, strong women, it's it's overwhelming. And well done for opening up to me and to our listeners. <laughs> and I guess it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> I, I have been burnt with not addressing what was going on inside me. And that has definitely impacted my personal life and actually also my professional life. I was blaming my external environment. I was making excuses all the time when really something else was happening inside of me. I was just brushing things under the carpet. And I think I was just in a constant state of floating around in space. I think I was a little naive. I definitely left it too late to a point where it just kind of fell into darkness. I think, you know, what Roxy said, this isn't, this isn't good enough. And we all have that fire and spirit within us. We need to let our magic, our wild magic, run wild and run free. You know, I'm a strong believer and ambassador for self-awareness. Um, that's definitely a, journey, a journey that I'm embarking on. And I was definitely suppressing my thoughts, opinions, etc. But it's because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have the tools or the skills to understand it. And, you know, that's, that's where my therapy came in. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But because of the lack of self-awareness, I didn't understand how to look after myself because I didn't see that as a priority, you see. I th- I, again, I was just floating in space and just seeing the days go by. I was always looking forward to the weekends to sink into my sofa or my bed and put on Netflix and just numb my brain. I mean, what a shame. I mean, okay, guys, don't get me wrong. I still have those days, you know, those late late weekend nights, you know, where I delve into a couple of episodes of Bridgerton. Absolutely love that series, by the way. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was doing that every weekend, every weekend. And it was such a waste of my potential. And I was actually just missing out on a lot. And because of the lack of self-awareness, I put on weight. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't sleeping well. Um, and then I had no motivation to exercise because I didn't have that drive or self-determination. And you know what? It was weird. I was just ill all the time. And, you know, and when I reflect back to my you know, professional life, I was just I was just getting the job done. It's just just meeting the requirements of the job. Right. I never really challenged myself. I wasn't really like looking out for opportunities to make things better. So like process improvements or smarter, efficient ways of getting things done or, you know, influencing change, making the working life better for me and for everyone else, influencing change in where I work. And I think that was partly because I was just constantly absorbing all these negative influences and thoughts, self-sabotaging talk not really understanding what I was feeding my subconscious mind. All of this is all to do with being accountable or what you're feeding your mind. So yeah, just just a few things I've just listed there on, you know, what I've been struggling with, definitely in the theme of accountability. (laughs) 
So I think we've all had our fair share of experiences when it comes to accountability. And I'm saying this time and time again, I'm really proud of us that we as young women have now started reflecting and actively addressing it from the lessons we've learned from our childhood and our adulthood to date, right? And so I kind of wanted to conclude this conversation on things that we have done or what we're planning to do to help us become more accountable and improve our consistency. So to begin with, therapy has helped me a lot because talking to someone completely outside of my support system, uh, out of my network, and actually just a stranger, in fact. And now, of course, we've become close uh, through therapy and we've built a really strong relationship. But it was almost like having a clean slate, a blank canvas. And it was my opportunity to paint what was actually going on in my life, what it consisted of. No preconceptions, just facts and series of events. Explaining it to a complete stranger what actually happened. And this helped me a lot. You know, it helped me with articulating what I was feeling. And that's helped me build stronger communication skills and has led me to build stronger friendships and relationships even with you two, you know, and even with my friends and family as a result. Um, so I'm so glad I took on therapy. Therapy, um, I only started last year, probably left it too late, to be honest. But I'm glad, I, I'm glad I've taken it on. Um, and it's just essential for the uh, maintenance of your mind. And then I see my Sundays as planning days for the week. So I, I kind of do um, meal prep, like Monday to Friday, what I do. And then the weekends are like indulgent meals. So I, I kind of take joy in that. And then I plan out my exercise days and then our little brown women work days and planning days. So I, I kind of see Sunday as like a, a reset, a week look ahead. And that, again, makes me accountable for getting the jobs done. When you write it down on paper from Monday to Sunday, it's, it's just staring right back at you it's like okay Monday I need to do this and you get into Monday evening and you're saying right that's on my to-do list I need to get that done once it's written down it's too late you need to get it done <laughs> so I think my Sundays yeah I definitely see it as a reset week for planning uh, the week ahead and what I've actually started doing now five times a week I'm kind of installing this new habit and some of our followers would have seen this as our top tips, as our power hour. I would use this power hour typically in and around six, seven in the morning. I'd use it to meditate. So I use this app called Headspace. And I'm actually working on this uh, package called the uh, Focus Package. So it's going really well so far. Definitely giving me the tools to help me narrow in my energy to getting a specific task at work done or specific uh, content generation for LBW really helps me. And then following from that in my morning, I would do, just do a quick core workout. So I just do like four exercises, 15 to 20 reps. Yes. And there is no breakfast at this point from six to seven. And I put on this amazing Spotify playlist called Level Up and it just gets my groove on, um, just gets my fire going and my blood pumping. And it's just a great way for me to start my day. And then I kind of finish off that power hour with the skincare routine. So I, you know, cleansing, toning and using my favorite oils. And then the smell of that as well just makes me feel great inside. And seeing as we all have busy mornings and busy starts of the day, I finish off with freshly brewed coffee. And um, I have now discovered this app called Blinkist. 
so I kind of play a few uh, blinks and what and what that does is it actually summarizes typically say non-fiction novels within a 15 minute window so that's a couple of things that I've been doing to help me become more accountable and improve consistency and Kate I know you've been actively addressing this in your life and you've been incorporating it so well and like Roxy said I've definitely seen a step change in the way you've been addressing it and I'm I'm incredibly proud of you and so Kay, tell us, tell us what things you've done, what you're planning to do to help you become more accountable and improve your consistency with it. First of all, thank you both. I say this so often, I would not be where I am at without the people that are around me. And I think that's so important to address that. It is so, so, so important to surround yourself with the right kind of people that are going to really question you and you're going the wrong way and really try to educate you, you know, back to what Roxy said previously is schooling you. And some of us have our egos too big to be schooled. And I think it's really, really now the time that we sit down and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we go, is your ego really more important than your, you know, your well-being, your peace, your contentment, your joy? But to go into what I've been doing to become more accountable, um, as I said, for myself and improve consistency in it, I think my answer now is going to be different to my answer in a year's time because I'm only just on the beginning of this journey. I have really started reading content in order to educate myself on what it means to be accountable for your own mental and physical well-being and how to be physically and mentally accountable for yourself you know how to achieve that level of peace contentment and joy and I'm not saying at any point you know you're never going to have anything to deal with that you're never going to need to learn about I think this is a journey that you have to consistently learn and you have to consistently really actively look for the right information in order to progress in the right way and and have sustainable growth. Part of looking after my mental health is my physical health. I have been making an active effort to exercise more. I will openly say that I am not someone who incorporates exercise as a daily routine it's not something for me you know waking up in the morning and going for a run sounds like a nightmare I would much rather sleep in bed but it's changing those habits because going out for that run you know that mental preparation that fresh air and especially because we've been in lockdown for the majority of last year and so far this year it's really important to get that oxygen boost to get even if it's just cold air it's that wake up call you know it's what your body needs to know no, all right, we're ready for the day, the day is beginning. And that's something I've started incorporating three times a week whenever, whenever I can. There's no set plan as to when I want to do it. It's I'm going with what my body feels it wants to do because I'm trying to listen to myself and not force myself into something that I just feel is the right thing to do or I, you know, I believe is the right thing to do for myself. I think it's one thing I've really learned is to listen to myself. That's that's a huge thing. You need to you need to listen to yourself in order to understand what you need that, you know, that's, that's a part of a part of gaining knowledge and, and understanding the accountability of, of looking after yourself. You know, another thing I'm doing and me and my husband are actually doing to improve our physical well-being is we've started doing a day a week vegetarian and uh, my friends know my husband hates vegetables he is 
the biggest child he hates the vegetables but what we've noticed is that by incorporating that vegetarian day a week it really cleanses your body but it also cleanses your mind and one thing I've really understood again by reading and looking into content is when you over consume meat products and I say this in the nicest way and, and not to offend anyone that eats meat because I do myself eat meat but you are consuming everything that that animal has felt in its last moments and that is just the reality of it you know I have accepted that reality and I I, I do enjoy uh, eating meat but what I am trying to do is incorporate a lifestyle where there is balance I am trying to balance the good and the bad that my body is in taking and maybe at some point me and my husband might decide that we want to be vegetarian completely. I can't say that's in the near future. That's probably a, a very, very distant future plan. But that's something I'm doing to improve my physical well-being. Those are the two things I'm doing in order to ensure that my, my body is able to function and, and really look after myself so that I'm able to look after my mental health. I'm an overthinker. And if you're an overthinker like me, it helps to have a planner. And um, this is going to sound crazy, but I have a planner for everything. I have a planner for my life. I have a planner for LBW and I have a planner for my work. And what that helps is separate the three. So it's like living three different lives. And in my life planner, I have everything I need to get done for my home life and everything I need to get done for my husband, for my household, the bills I need to pay, because all those things really do affect affect my mental health. You know, when you're constantly sat there thinking and overthinking about how to fix things or you know you've got deadlines etc etc holding on to that in your mind can be quite stressful and it can be very very overwhelming especially when you've got multiple plates to juggle so having a life planner for me really helps because it means that I'm able to brain dump and brain dumping has been huge for me in the last year and that is brain dumping anything you know there doesn't need to be any sort of um chronology to it there doesn't need to be any sort of structure to it but it just needs to be the honest truth between you and what you're writing down. If you are feeling low and you don't know why you are feeling low, put that on paper because what you will realize is that in a few days or a few weeks when you come back or you happen to look over that, you will be able to process that moment in time a little bit better and you'll be able to understand why at that moment in time you are feeling so low and what it is around you or what circumstances are affecting you for you to then be able to learn from that, avoid or recreate a better situation from that and or find a better solution as to how to deal with yourself in those kind of circumstances. Without doing that, I find it very difficult to understand where I am not going wrong, but where I am not holding myself accountable. I think it's really helped me understand the way in which my mind works, the way in which I process my thoughts. I love lists and it sounds ridiculous, but even not writing a shopping list gives me anxiety. So every time I need something, I will jot it down in my life planner, you know, whether it's a table or whether it's a broomstick, whatever it may be. But those are the things that I need to take out from my mind and put onto a piece of paper in order for my mind to feel peace at the end of the day and really go to sleep and have a good eight hours sleep. Those are the things that I'm I'm really taking into account actively to do to make myself feel better the things I'm doing or I would like to do um and explore further is things like therapy you know really understanding my childhood experiences and my teenage midlife experiences and then this journey of adulthood that I'm going through how I can move forward with a positive mindset and 
be able to achieve the most of what I can achieve. That's definitely something I'm going to be looking into. And maybe I'll be able to report back in our next accountability episode on how that's going. I know Roxy is, Roxy, you're a huge impact for me in terms of resources. You have been a massive help for me along this journey in terms of really sitting me down and telling me what route could work for me. I think me and you have a really relatable manner in the sense that you just instantly know when I don't really know what to do and how to do it. So I think this, this is, these words are going to be golden that's coming out from her mouth. So I, I really, really put your volume up and listen to this. But Roxy, what are the things that you have done and are planning to do to help yourself become more accountable and improve your consistency? Okay, no, thank you so much. You know what, I, I think this is probably one of our most important episodes because it goes right to the heart of who we are as individuals, but also to the the crux of why we started LBW. And I really agree with what you've both said. And I really appreciate you sharing your honesty and your self-awareness to not only me, but to our listeners, because it's always been our ethos to speak very, very openly about the struggles that so many of us face. And not just to leave it at that, but also talk about the tried and tested solutions. And Kate, I'm so, so pleased that you find any of my suggestions helpful because accountability, as we said before, sometimes it starts when you're encouraged by the people around you, you know, your loved ones. And I genuinely feel that all three of us have always been there for each other in that regard. When any kind of any one of us is feeling low or any one of us is feeling lost, we're we're never short of suggestions and they're always great suggestions but it's all about trying and testing and so on that note there are several things which I've implemented this month um, especially because we've been focusing our Instagram content on the renewal process and how to reset yourself and how to make way for new habits and growth because that's something that we feel quite passionate about and given that it's the start of a new year we thought right it's a new year and we thought why not cover that that topic in depth and so for me I'm trying to implement that into my life because how can we talk about what we do if we're not actually doing it ourselves I was speaking to my really good friend Jasmine who is very invested in her own personal development and she recommended to me a really good journal uh, by the company Freedom Mastery It's called the Law of Attraction Planner. And honestly, it's been a game changer for how accountable I am being in relation to my personal and professional responsibilities, but more importantly, my personal development. It's helped me to achieve that balance. And I really couldn't recommend it to people enough who are looking for a guided approach to accountability and personal development because they're not easy things. And sometimes you just need that assistance. Um, in no way is this episode sponsored um, by, by this company, but, you know, if any of our listeners are trying to streamline their, their life organization, this could genuinely be a tool that could really help. Um, and as you said, Kate, you know, juggling, juggling your career, business, you know, and everything else, life can often seem like a plate spinning competition. And I definitely felt like that last year. And in those situations, we as women especially will always put ourselves to the bottom of the list. But as I always say, how can you pour from an empty cup? You can't. And I definitely feel like I've been pouring from an empty cup for a long time. And the end of last year was a real wake up call. 
And I just kind of sat back and thought, you know what, I'm so good at being accountable for everything to do with education, career, profession. But what about me? I'm basically doing all of that at my own detriment. And so something else I've been exploring to kind of counteract that issue alongside, you know, the the law of attraction planner is actually trying and testing morning rituals, which work for me and that I can realistically be consistent with because consistency is a massive part of accountability. And so what I found works for me this month is waking up at six, I'm a naturally early riser. And I think like both, both D and K, you know, you've both said that sleep habits have been something that you've battled with here and there. I have definitely been battling with it. And it's, it's not great because I've never really been that sort of person that will sacrifice sleep, but I have been. So I've been forcing myself to sort of wake up early every day and have the power hour, which Dami, I know that you mentioned, and it's something that we've been pushing this month as part of our renewal cycle. And so in that power hour, I meditate for 15 minutes. I do yoga for about 20 minutes. And then I journal and journaling again, you know, it's something that's not for everyone, but some days I'll write three sentences. Some days I'll write three pages. It's really depending on how I feel. And I don't do it every day. And if I'm not doing it every day, I just end up spending that last bit of the hour reading more. So I'll try and read a minimum of 25 pages, but usually it's just that hour. And that hour makes such a massive difference because you end up starting the day as you mean to go on. It's been such a healthy way for me to prioritize myself. And it's made a massive difference to how I approach the day, especially when the day consists of challenging moments, which in my line of work is inevitable. And so I think it's been a very integral part in becoming more accountable for myself in 2021 and to ensure I'm doing the things which I enjoy. And that's really the important part. You both know how much I love reading. And yet last year, it just wasn't something that I was prioritizing and it was making me miserable. I think I remember one day in August, I sat there and I was just looking at all the unread books on my shelf and I just just felt sad. I was like, this is actually something which I love and I've always loved and I enjoy. And I'm just not making time for it. I was allowing a lack of accountability to cause me not to do something I love. And something, you know, that I've really learned from that experience in relation to just a hobby is that like everything else, accountability is a choice. And so being accountable means you're making sure you're choosing yourself and you're choosing to go down a path which ensures that your life is aligned with what you want it to look like, as opposed to it being controlled by external factors. And I know that's easy to say, but I guess that's why we have the concept of accountability, because we can't always control the situation, but we can control our response to it. And accountability is a massive part of our response to a situation. And I think the last thing I would say which you know I've reflected on a lot this month is the importance of understanding the purpose for what I'm doing to try and make sure I maintain accountability and maintain consistency is actually going back on a weekly basis to my purpose my purpose personal purpose for living my purpose for doing what I do purpose for LBW you know everything because that actually gives me clarity on why I'm doing something And adducing meaning to that thing makes me want to do it and want to commit to it. And in essence, that basically is accountability. Those are the things that I'm, I have been doing and I am looking to continue because this whole year, I know for all of us is really about consistency. 
because consistency delivers. And so I'm super excited to do another episode like this in a year's time where we reflect on how our year has gone. Hopefully better than 2020. I hope. Definitely better than 2020. There's no way (laughs) we're having another repeat of 2020. Exactly. (laughs) That's it for today, guys. As always, we will be welcoming more great guests over the next few months. So stay tuned in and keep listening. If you love what you hear and want to continue supporting us, please follow us on Spotify and iTunes to keep on top of our latest episodes. We love sharing knowledge and the advice and inspirations of our guests. And if you truly love our content too, please leave a rating and comment on iTunes to help the Unplugged podcast reach the ears of more people who want to feel empowered and join in on the conversations that break the status quo and tackle the important and topical issues head on. For more Little Brown Women content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. And don't forget to like and leave a comment on our posts. Remember to also sign up to our mailing list via our Instagram page to receive Little Brown Women's quarterly newsletter, where we focus on a range of topics from culture to business to self-development. So until next time, take care, live big and be kind to yourself. 